Bobby is 18 after all. Legally, he can decide for himself. You are not getting our son back. We will not let him leave this house. You guys nearly got him killed last year. But... Uh... This isn't fair. I want to go with them. Bobby, wait for us upstairs. Mr. and Mrs. Drake, please, just talk to him about it. I've already called the police. They're on their way. Okay, we tried it your way. <laughs> you coming or what? Your son's a mutant. Deal with it. everyone welcome to ongoing comic book discussion podcast i'm your host with the most i'm testianos and today is an exciting day for comics get it thank you thank you i'll be here all day uh i am so glad you yes you my dear listener are in for an amazing episode Today is the second week of X-Men month here at OCD and the first of another ongoing series here at OCD. For today's episode, we will be breaking down X-Men's Age of Apocalypse into five parts over the course of the next year. Yeah, okay, I'm going to explain in just a second, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> yes. uh, and uh, when I say we are going to explain, I mean my co-host, my guest co-host games here. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys how we accidentally discovered this, uh, that this needed to happen. Um, it's really funny. Um, okay, so first some OCD news, but I'll make it really quick, I promise. Uh, as you may know, the uh, this podcast, the OCD podcast, is going to turn very spooky come October 1st. Every single day of October, I am releasing one episode per day for 31 days in a row to count down to the greatest holiday ever conjured. Halloween, of course, that's 31 days of horror comic or horror movies based on comics hosted by me and some really ghoulish friends of mine. You don't want to miss it. And I'm not just saying that, like, this thing is so much freaking fun. And I, and there's some, I can't tell you everything all at once because you will be so overwhelmed. So just, just, you gotta, you gotta show up. I'm telling you, you gotta be there. Uh, to follow along on this haunted hayride of a podcast, be sure you are following OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Bod, Pod. Be there or beware. All right, now to introduce today's guest co-host. This guy is about to blow your socks off with his mutant <laughs> abilities to retain copious amounts of awesome X-Men knowledge. He is one of the hosts of Android's Amazing Podcast. He is James. What's up, James? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up? Thank yeah, you for having welcome me. welcome back. This is my third, technically? Yeah. Third. This is my third, technically. Yes, chronologically second, and then you're coming back for 31 days of October, so, be, so third yes. third in our hearts, but second in our minds, right? Something like that? Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I think I was like, hey, James, do you like X-Men? And I couldn't finish that sentence before you're like, yes, why are you asking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm in anything X-Men. I'm already in. You had me at X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having an X-Men month. Cool, can I be there the whole month? No. Um, that's awesome, dude. So, okay, so what got you into X-Men? So, um, X-Men was always kind of a uh, staple in my house because oh. growing up, I watched the anime series because oh. I was the prime age for the anime series. So that was my first introduction of X-Men. Um, after that, uh, it was the, it was really until way later I got into the comics. Um, I did the TV shows a lot, mm -hmm. like uh, any sort of X-Men TV show, movie, any other multimedia. 
I did for X-Men, video games, anything. Um, and they got the comics, and then that was it. That was the linchpin, and X-Men is everything um, the world kind of needs. It, yeah. It's, they, they represent, you know, they, they protect the world that fears and hates them, and it kind of makes sense when you think about the world around us. Like, it's yeah. not just, like, pretty heroes going out and, and protecting people that look like them. They're going out and, and, and they're staying up for the other, and that's what's so good about that. And, and, and being the other in society, it's, I bonded to that immediately. Yeah. So it was cool. It was, it, it, I found my place, you know, and I, it, X-Men has always kind of been, like, kind of my place in comics, and it makes me feel like kind of a whole. Yeah. And, uh, you know, especially in, in, in still working in a field and, and being a fan of something that's still not heavily POC, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of cool to be like, yeah, I find my niche in X-Men. You know, it doesn't matter what, who you are, X-Men, you are an X-Men. Yeah. It doesn't matter what walk of life you are, you can be an X-Men, you can be disabled, you can be black, white, Asian, Hispanic, you know, gay, straight. It doesn't matter. You are an X-Men. If you ever feel other, you are an X-Men. And that's what makes me love them so much. Oh, that was beautifully said. That's awesome. Like, I, and like, I didn't really know too much about X-Men into this month. And I'm like, oh my God, X-Men is amazing for the world. The world needs to read X-Men. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No more Magnetos, though. <laughs> oh, no. No, always Magneto. Oh. Magneto's right. Okay. <laughs> He's so oh. right. <laughs> oh, I see what He's you're saying. So right. You're like, okay, because I was thinking like uh, obliteration of a race, but you're saying like, no, more weird people. Everybody be, be <laughs> awesome. And Okay, I get what you're saying. That's awesome. <laughs> there's, a, there's a t-shirt that says Magneto is right, and it comes back from um, Grant Morrison's run of New X-Men that Quentin Choir wears. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kid Omega, and it says uh, it's like the play on like the the she's a uh, the Caesar Chavez shirt, mm-hmm. but it's Magneto was right, and it's about like yeah, mutants and humans coexisting kind of doesn't always work, sure. yeah, but <laughs> Magneto was right because he killed Genosha. I was like, oh yeah, he kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of shirts, you have the whole get up. Can you explain what yes. you're wearing today? <laughs> so I am wearing the X Men school T-shirt, which is Xavier's Institute. Nice. It was founded in 1963, which was the first issue of X-Men number one. Mm-hmm. My hat is actually also the school hat. Um, uh, the actual same thing, school's insignia. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have a matching jacket, which is actually blue and uh, black and gold, which is the original colors of the team that has the school insignia on the back oh, of it. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yep. I wore it just for today. You did. I know. I was like, wait, he's got the X-Men hat. And then you're like, wait, no, I got the shirt and everything. And you have a jacket, yep. you said? I have a jacket. Yeah, the only thing I'm missing is uh, matching sneakers. Oh, magic! Oh, do they? Ha- I bet they have those. They've got. Some. They have. Yeah, they have matching sneakers, and they have um, like uh, sweatpants. They have this school, like like the like you buy a college. It's the same thing. They have they, they have those. I still have to buy those. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm. I, I love that they have the whole like you can just be part of X Men University essentially oh, yeah. at any time. I, I had I had one person in the entire time I've owned that jacket ask me if that was real. I'm like, yeah, that's where I go to school. <laughs> Yeah, yep. sure. Whatever. Why not, man? Yes. <laughs> sure. sure. Um, so who is your all-time favorite X-Men character? That's a loaded question. I know. I um, wrote it down and I was like, uh, I hope you can answer. I mean, I know you will, yes. but you just go. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> All right. So uh, my top hero is Cyclops. Oh, hands okay. Um, I'm a Cyclops fan. Uh, really, a lot of it comes from the TV show and then going into the comic books. Um, because I didn't start off the most 
a time I saw it the other way with comic book mediums. Like I saw it with comic book and then watched the adaptation. Okay. Uh, because I jumped in from the com- from the TV show to the comic, um, Cyclops, I, I love Cyclops. He's in the embodiment of what X-Men is. Because he, he's the first X-Men. Um, kind of depending on what canon you read. Anyway, um, he's Xavier's dream. He's the first student of Xavier to go out there. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lead this team. And I'm going to do what I have to do to get mm-hmm. there. Um, as time has gone on, things have changed, you know. But, like, Cyclops is still my number one. He's always my number one. Always. Hands down. Uh, favorite X-Men, X-Men hero. Oh, okay. That's awesome. See, I, I barely know him. I just know him for, like, the movies and some of the comics. Oh, he's a douche in the movies. He's awful. <laughs> he's <laughs> really? Awful in the movies. That's not him. He's such a douche in the movies. <laughs> Awful. He was a douche in the movies, huh? He totally was. Yeah, absolute douche in the movies. You're like, no, that's not my Cyclops. It's not my Cyclops. I'm so mad. Every iteration, he's like this crybaby or topic douche. Like, come on. Like, he's not. That's not. Uh, no, I'm not There's so much no, more to him. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's, it's so crazy and like. And it's cool, though, because, like, not even just, like, he's the lead of the X-Men. It's, that's not, of course, as a kid, that's why I kind of liked him. Um, but there's just just how he carries himself. Even going into later stuff in continuity where um, he dissolved the X-Men just to rebuild them in San Francisco. Oh. And then build the island of Utopia and going, yeah. And then getting asked by the uh, mayor of San Francisco what they're doing on this island that's off the coast. And she was like, oh, what are you guys doing? You know, it looks like you're, you know, gathering a lot of people. He, she, he's like, yeah, I'm building an army. He straight up throws, tells him, like, yeah, I'm, this is what I'm doing. Wow. And it, it, it was just such a ballsy. See, I, I love it. Even his interactions with um, Captain America during um, Avengers vs. X-Men, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he kind of shoots uh, Cap and goes, get, get off my island. Like, uh, you don't belong here. Like, get off my island. Yeah, I don't care who you are. Get off my island. <laughs> yeah, like. You invaded my island Ooh. to steal one of my students. Like yeah. it, it's it, and then plus I love the father son dynamic that him and Xavier have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like, I okay. So I want to make X Men Month, uh, September X Men Month every year because I was like, oh, I'll just do an all X Men month in September and then cool, I'll yeah. know a lot more. And like, I mean, we're halfway through, obviously, but I've done a lot of like reading at this point and watching. Yeah. But like. There's so much. There's a lot. It's like just and then and then you over here with your Age of Apocalypse alternate universe stuff, and I'm like, yes. wait, I'm just barely getting to know the world with Professor X. Wait, now he's not there. Wait, wait. Uh, but before we jump in, I do want to explain. Okay, so how James and I came about this accidentally was it was Tuesday of this week. And I was like, yes. oh my gosh, okay, uh, I can't find Age of Apocalypse, where is volume one? And he literally just goes, LOL, in all caps. And I was like, <laughs> oh god, uh, uh-oh, I think I misunderstood something. I was like, oops, my bad. So, uh, but then you're like, you sent me this list, like this giant list of like, I don't know, maybe 20 issues total? Maybe 24. 24 issues total. And I was like, okay, this is great, however, I don't think I can do 24 issues in one episode. <laughs> And you were like, I'll pick another. I was like, no, no, no. 
you are way too excited. We are dividing this into parts. So we're going to we're going to lean into it. We're going to divide this into parts. So we're going to um, strategize this where this series ends next September in the next uh, the second annual um, X-Men month for OCD. So it worked out perfectly. Yes. yes. So he will yes. be back very soon. Yes. Um, and before we dig into what the heck is going on with this alternative oh, Age of Apocalypse, and I'm just going to let you talk. I hope you know this is the most I'm talking, and I'm just, and you just go, just go. This okay. is your dream episode, just go. I love it. I love AOA. Yes. Like, AOA is hands down my favorite, like, story off of all time. Oh my god, okay, I'm so good that we're doing it then. Okay, good, 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 yay! Um, all right, so... Questions from our listeners. So every single yes. week um, uh, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, I ask uh, who has some questions for our X-Men experts. And we've got three awesome questions for you. Okay. So yes. number one, do you like the X-Men movie? Do you think the X-Men movies are an accurate portrayal of the comics? Okay. So I'll break it down. Uh, it's kind of hard because the movies as a whole are are okay, okay. as as an adaptation of just any adaptation. Uh, it's like X Men in name only. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I mean that in the sense of like it's in name only. Like they have the characters, but the storylines are adapted, really adapted. You know, in quotation marks. I don't know. I put quotes like they can see me. <laughs> air quotes, air quotes. <laughs> like yeah, air quotes. Mm -hmm. Um. Because a lot of them, like I'll use, I'll use Apocalypse mm, for yeah. example. Um, the name comes from the AOA, uh, the AOA Age of Apocalypse event, but it has nothing to do with AOA. Oh. Um, same thing like for X Men First Class. It's first class for their universe, but the first class we know in the books are Angel, Angel like Warren, uh, Bobby Iceman, uh, Hank Beast, uh, Gene Marvel Girl, and Scott Cyclops. Uh, all the first class, not the first class we got in the movies, like Havoc's in there, Darwin's in there, uh, Angel, but the other Angel, um, Mystique, and I always kind of forget the other kids. Oh, uh, can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, but it's like in name only. Um, the first three films um, are kind of like based on the ultimate run of X-Men, which is like... Um, Early 2000s, Marvel relaunched, like, not relaunched, they produced, like, a, a imprint called Ultimate Marvel, which is if all the characters started their origins in the year 2000. Oh, okay. So, like, Spider-Man was 15 in, like, the year 2000. Tony Stark became Iron Man in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. You know, all the, it was, like, just for the new millennium type of thing. Um, and how mutants were born and, like, how mutants would actually be um, introduced in society um, instead of what they did in 1963. So, I think the movies as a whole, as as a storytelling device, do an okay job. Um, I don't think they do it well in the sense of, like, taking a storyline and adapt, uh, adapting it um, closer to, like, the, the source, because you can't. Mm -hmm. I understand, like, things like casting, timelines, things like that. You just can't. It's impossible. If you were to be like, yeah, I want to do uh, Dark Phoenix Saga... But I'm going to completely cut out the the Shi'ar Empire and the Hellfire Club in that story, which are big, big parts of the Dark Phoenix Saga and the Phoenix Saga as a whole. Um, you kind of lose it. But if you want to turn it down to be like, 
all right, there's some Weapon XBS and, and, and Jean kind of becomes the Phoenix more like a part of her instead of like a cosmic entity. Like in the comics, fine. That's closer to the ultimate comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I think it's 50-50. Depends on how you want to look at it. Do you want to look at it as like direct adaptation? Mm-hmm. No. They, they don't do a, a, a good job as a direct adaptation. Do I think they do a well enough taking you know, 80 years worth of comic book history and, and throwing it into a two-hour movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. they do a great yeah. job of doing that. All the characters are on point. I mean, besides Cyclops. Um, <laughs> dies, for God's sakes, in that freaking movie. Yeah. Um, but everyone else makes sense. Like, all the other characters make sense. So, I, I mean, they pick and choose moneymakers. Like, Wolverine's in all the movies. Like, I get it. He's a moneymaker. That's why he's in it. You know... Having Rogue and you know having Rogue as your, your POV is very similar to what the anime series did with Jubilee in the '90s. It's very similar to what the comics did in the '80s with Kitty, um, and the early '90s with Jubilee in the comics. Uh, so I get it. You always kind of need that POV character that the younger readers are going to look through the lens of comparatively and be like, okay, that is what it's like to be a kid joining the X Men. So. They, they have their hits, but like I said, it's, as an adaptation of 80 years of history, they do a very good job. <laughs> I will say, though, I, like watching the movies to prepare, it helped me figure out who, like relationships, kind yeah. of. Not like romantic relationships, but like just like who, you know, I don't know, brothers, sisters, and literal relationships, friendships, yeah. how people came, like kind of kind of their origins you know, like Wolverine's origins. And so when I'm reading the comics, I'm like, oh, okay, I remember that guy from the movie and he is friends with, oh, okay, da, da, da. it helps for that. But I, but yeah, when I was reading Age of Apocalypse and I watch Age of Apocalypse, I was like, wait, 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 they're like, I, I don't see too much of a parallel. So totally get you on that. I mean, you know yeah. way more than me, <laughs> but so far I will say it helps for like a begin, like an X-Men beginner. It'll help, but no. <laughs> that yeah i i mean with x-men if you're gonna to get an x-men yeah watch the movies they give you a very base idea of how mutants are and how the world sees mutants mm-hmm. it's the very base idea of what x-men mean to the the world at large and yeah do that that's awesome um if you're looking at it to to, to read the comics it's complete off completely off base because even like um uh friend relationships like um iceman and pyro that are in the other movies don't exist at all in the comics because Pyro was always part of the Brotherhood from the get-go. Oh. He was never an Xavier student. Okay. And they're like, fire and ice. This is great. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah and it's like, oh, cool. They're just teenage rivals. And again, it makes sense when you're doing it for a movie to get people to to go like, oh, man, he's going to betray them. Yeah. Like, that's, that's to draw on you. But Pyro was always... First of all, he's Australian in the comics. And second of all, <laughs> um, he's always a Brotherhood member. Okay. From his first his first incarnation until now, okay. so yeah, so it's things like that they change to to for drama and just to make easier easier storytelling. Got you. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, so for second question, yeah, can can Wolverine cut through Colossus's metal skin? So I was super excited about this question because <laughs> uh, there is there is, that's that's a constant debate that's ever happened that's always happened. Okay. Um, and I'll, the the easiest answer is it comes down to the writer, oh. um, because you can say all right. So most continuities, no, not at all. 
You can't. There's never given a reason. Uh, it's be, most of the time it's like, well, it's colossus organic metal, and it's just because it, it, it's also part of your skin. It's fine. It's just it's indestructible. Very much like the adamantium, it's two indestructible objects hitting each other. Nothing happens. Um, but there's only one continuity, a couple of continuities that we've seen um, Colossus's skin get pierced. One is AOA, uh, and one is Ultimate. Okay. Um, because in Ultimate, the metals, the metal skin's like a secondary mutation. Not, it's not his first mutation, or it's the other way around. It's like the metal skin is yeah, the metal skin is is his actual first mutation, and the strength is his second mutation. Mm. So it's actually not indestructible. So something stronger than it can break uh, the skin. So it's a really depends on the writer. Uh, sometimes it's he could be fighting against someone like a Juggernaut or like a Hulk or like someone else that's very uh, either on par or stronger than he is, and you can see cracks in it. Um, but you'll never see it fall off. So it comes as a writer. So if they want to write that Wolverine's like oh because he's got like now cosmic heated you know blades and that he can do it sure yeah. whatever or yeah. Colossus is. Like, the big thing is, like, the legacy virus. Colossus was sick with the legacy virus. Yeah, of course. He, he's going to fail, and his skin's not going to hold up for durability purposes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it all depends. It just depends on the writer. So, honestly, no. If you're like, in comics, <laughs> no, he okay. can't. No, not at all. But if a writer wants to write it, sure. You know, if they give me a good enough reason, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're not mad about it. You don't lose no. sleep. Yeah. No, as long as they explain it properly, you're fine. Yeah. You know. That's funny yes. that in X-Men it like it really does vary because like you can't like even as a reader like you can't be and this is just me as a very yeah. first time reader like you can't be sold on an idea of a character because it may change in X-Men mm-hmm. and you just kind of let it happen. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. There are, there are plenty of changes that um you'll see things like we're spoiling other things um like, like people becoming horsemen, uh, like Sunfire becoming a horseman, uh, Polaris, Wolverine, they all become horsemen at one point. Mm-hmm. So that changes like their abilities. Um, Havoc becomes a bad guy for a little bit. That changes his personality and, and powers. Uh, Madeline um, is like magic imbued and she's like the Goblin Queen. So that changes her powers and personality. Um, X-Men. Which is just cable, which you saw in AOA. Like X Men is just cable. Um, it's completely two different people, but one it has the second organic virus, the other one doesn't. You know, and what makes each one strong. You know, so yeah, it all it will changes also over time, just because writers add new stuff. Right, right, and they can like they just yeah, yeah why not? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, and third and fire, final question. Um, do you think a hero or villain should be part of the X-Men realm? I think Static would be a nice fit. All right, so I was kind of confused by that question originally, but I kind of... So this is how I'm interpreting it. Okay. That another hero or villain from another, I guess, franchise. Verse, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, coming into the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, I'm trying to think of a good one. I was trying to think, I've been trying to, I've been trying to think of a good one. Because <laughs> I used to go back immediately to X-Men and Marvel guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, right after, like, oh, this person will, like, no, then I'm mutant. That's why they're not on the team. Um, but keeping it in the, the same kind of idea where the other is part of, um, the X-Men, I would use someone like, 
trying to think of like good DC guys. Mm. I mean, I like the static idea, but it'd be like same thing like um, any of the Teen Titans characters, honestly. Oh, like yeah. a lot of them fit that other category that they're powered, they're misunderstood. Um, and a lot of times they're ill-trained, so they would fit well into a very classic X-Men, uh, story. In fact, um, back in the day, DC and Marvel put out a book called Uncanny X-Men and Teen Titans, and they're teaming up to write Dark Phoenix and Darkseid. Oh, whoa. Yeah, so, and it just really will remind me of it. Um, so yeah, I think anybody from the Teen Titans, so, yeah, I know it's a broad kind of, like, giveaway answer, like, it's like, yeah, all these guys, but, uh... <laughs> But they fit. They honestly fit yeah. because like it, it wouldn't just be one. I think I think people like uh, a kid devil, um, like uh, an offspring, or static, or uh, an Aqualad, uh, Jackson Aqualad, not Goth Tempest, uh, a Donna Troy, a Starfire, a Raven, a Beast Boy. They all fit that criteria of the other. That would never, you know, the powers are most of the time uncontrollable. I mean, right. not Beast Boy so much. He can, he, he has control over it, but still, it's very finite. Um, and he fits that teenager kind of like training that would be very well in uh, an X Men book. So yeah, I think anybody from the roster of Teen Titans would fit that. I think that's <laughs> uh, a great answer. Yeah, I, like, I know it's a broad kind of statement, but yeah, I think that's kind of the best way to do that. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And do do they find trouble? I don't know the Teen Titans too well. I know them from the cartoon, um, but I don't know them from the comics. Uh, do they f- not fit into their world? Or, like, they the do. But, okay. but they do, but a lot of times um, they are the other in a different way. Um, oh, okay. They're teenagers. They're teenagers. They're sidekicks and protégés and children of established heroes so a lot of times they're looked down upon because they're children they're considered children even though they're teenagers um the best run of the book um is anything from the jeff johns run it explores that uh that idea of like your kids and we're mandating you to train and do all this stuff uh because you're we don't trust you to do that on your own and i so that's why i think like yeah they're a bunch of misfits that kind of hang out together and like they have to get along with each other. They live in this building. It's cool. Like that run of the book, like they're on there for weekends only. Like they they do their stuff during the week, and then they meet there on weekends and they play with clubhouse and they all hang out and do teenager stuff. It's like watching a CW drama. It's awesome, but that's what it is. They are the other in the DC universe. Um, not all of them, but like because they all fit a niche that would that's very reflective of a X Men character. You know, yeah. very much like very much like Raven, who can't control her powers all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very reminiscent of Jean Grey or Rogue. Um, Beast Boy, who's a class clown, who has this unlimited potential, but he doesn't know how to focus it. It's very much like Bobby Iceman. Um, sure. You have, you know, Dick Grayson, who is this kind of, like, strong-willed character... But he doesn't know where he begins and Batman, you know, where he ends and Batman begins type of thing, which is very much how Scott feels in the early days of X-Men with him and Xavier. Right. Um, You have, I'm trying to think of that early run. Like, you have Donna Troy, who's very much a mix of, like, uh, Storm, who's this very, like, strong-willed character. um, But because her background is such a mystery to herself, on Donna's part, 
and her powers are kind of tied to her emotions. So the angrier she seems to get, the more the more insane her powers get. Very much how Storm is, and how her um, uh, weather manipulation is tied directly to her emotions. So there are a lot of Teen Titans that fit X Men characters. So yeah. I would do that. Totally, that's a great answer. I like that answer. I think. Perfect. Okay, so thank you everyone for your questions. Uh, make sure you um, uh, keep. Hold on, I'm losing my words. Today. Make sure that you pay attention on Instagram for um, next week's as well. Because if you're like, wait, I didn't get my question in. Don't worry, there's more. Um, you can ask questions later. But we are here today. Um, so okay, James. All right. Yes. So this is what you had me read today for the yes. part one. Yes. Okay, we've got. X-Men Alpha, issue one, 1994. Yep. yep. The Chosen, number one, 1995. Yep. Astonishing X-Men, one through four, also 95. Yep. And then we jump to Amazing X-Men, one through four, 2013 through 2015. Nope. <laughs> Duh! You know what's I funny? I read that one. I Okay, so I read that one and I was like, okay, this doesn't fit the timeline. Maybe I'm missing something. And I told, and that was actually my favorite one, which is really funny. <laughs> um, okay. Totally fine. What was the fourth one that you had? The other one was Amazing X-Men 95. Also 95. Yes. Okay. Okay. See, okay. That's the thing, too, because I was all over comic. I was sending you screenshots. I'm like, this yes. one? Yes. This one? Yes. Okay. No worries. I know I sent you a bunch that day, so it must I got just- you. I know don't you worry. do. I know. I I'm you. not. Do you see me worry? I don't worry. No. It's all good. No worry, my friend. Okay. So let's start at the top. Okay. X-Men Alpha 1994. Or yes. we can start with you giving a general overview I'll, of Apocalypse. I'll do, the, I'll do the general overview first. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So uh, Age of Apocalypse was a Marvel event that ran from 1995 to 1996, spinning out of a story called Legion Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, during the entirety of the Age of Apocalypse event, the regularly published X-Men comics were replaced by new X-Men-related miniseries, each running four issues apiece, focusing on various teams and individuals in the Age of Apocalypse, which would include Excalibur, uh, which replaces the Excalibur book, it's spelled differently, uh, Gambit and the Externals, Generation Next, Astonishing X-Men, Amazing X-Men, Weapon X, Factor X, X-Men, and X-Universe. The event was bookended by the one-shots X-Men Alpha, which we're going to talk about today, and X-Men Omega. The storyline starts off with Legion, David Haller, who is Xavier's son, um, a psychotic mutant who traveled back in time to kill Magneto before he could commit any various crimes against humanity. Legion accidentally kills his father, uh, leading to a major change in the timeline. The death of Xavier leads to, leads to Apocalypse to attack 10 years sooner than he did the original timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, Apocalypse originally attacked in... X Factor, like, I want to say five. I can't remember exactly the issue. But that's the first appearance of Apocalypse. So it's way after the, the original team even left the X-Men. Oh, so okay. he his attack starts way earlier, 10 years ten years in their timeline. Taking control of the Earth and altering everything that happened from that point forward. Apocalypse is obsessed by several, fact, uh, several factions of mutant resistance, including a group led by Magneto. That's the astonishing X-Men. The uh, group manages to send the bishop, uh, the mutant bishop, back in time to prevent the murder of Xavier, undoing the timeline. That's the end of the sequence. I'll get to more of that at the end. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of over tiny view of AOA. Um, we'll explain like why bishops there, um, what is the world like, because it it's more than just mutants affected. 
um, as you saw in, like, the Chosen list, like, the characters that, like, appear and were like, wait, that's not mutant. That's not mutant, but why? Like, the High Human Council, for example. They're all characters that mean something to X-Men, but also, like, to the world at large, like, heroes at large. Yeah, so, yeah, that was... Like, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Perf- no, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I know, there's just so much to say. No worries, no worries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Legion, Professor X, son goes mm-hmm. back in time to annihilate Magneto in the hopes that they could unite X-Men and humans without Magneto's interference. Yes. But he ends up accidentally killing his dad, and therefore a bunch of X-Men nev- never learn their true abilities and never learn how to be kind mutants. There's a whole bunch of nonsense. <laughs> and that's you know, that's it. That's the name of the episode. A whole bunch of nonsense. Age of Apocalypse, part one, a whole bunch of nonsense. <laughs> a lot nonsense. of stuff happens. <laughs> yes. It's insane. The ramifications are insane. Because the major ramification of AOA is that Apocalypse 1, there, mm-hmm. there was no body to stop him. Uh, mm-hmm. Or proper X-Men to, to stop him, as in the case of what happened uh, here. Um... In the main time, in the main continuity, um, what's great about this is that every series replaces another series. So if you're reading at the time, mm-hmm. there was a whole spread page in the old in the old comics going, "Yeah, the X Men you know are gone." Whoa. Okay. Whoa. And so at the end of like X Men, they would have a picture of uh, the astonishing X Men. At the end of Uncanny, they had the Amazing X Men book or whatever. It was vice versa. I wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> um, but every book that was coming out was like had a different uh, creative team. Uh, had the same creative team, the like, same writer and artist, but this, the team was completely different in everything. So the Age of Apocalypse event is very much the the, the, the capstone of what X-Men events would become down the line. Okay. Okay. So if you see other X-Men events like Apocalypse War or like Fainless Covenant or uh, Legacy Virus or Eve. E for Extinction, um, Days of Future Past, they're more than just one thing. They spread out between multiple books. Mm. Um, like, in, like, including now, like, um, the big book, uh, event, X-Men event coming up now is Swords, uh, X of Swords, or Ten of Swords, um, which spread out of every, it's, uh, two issues of every single X-Men book coming out currently. Or two or three uh, issues. Yeah. Okay. And it's still going on full force, right? X-Men comics? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nice. They just rebooted. They relaunched everything. Uh, I'm saying, I'm sorry, uh, about a year ago. I'm sorry, I'm looking at my like uh, my X Men pile. I'm like, all right, X Force issue twelve. <laughs> a month every year, so twelve. Yeah, about a year ago. <laughs> That's amazing. I love this. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna start with X Men Alpha number one, nineteen ninety four. And I yes. read this one. I read this one all yes. the way through. I took notes and everything, but it was honestly hard for me to understand because I think there was a lot more behind it. Uh, yes. But so I want you to just just take 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 over. Yeah, um, X Men Alpha is just a um, it's a one shot story that kind of opens up the Age of uh, Age of Apocalypse, right? Um, how Legion Quest ends. His bishop goes and sees Legion about to kill Magneto. Mm-hmm. He stops it, but in turn ends up killing Xavier, and the page the issue ends. The next book that comes out in the timeline and everything is Alpha, which is Bishop in the in the Age of Apocalypse. Okay, and he's the only one that remembers the timeline beforehand. Okay, oh, that's huge. That's huge. Bishop yes. is the only. Okay, and who is Bishop? This is the first time I'm introducing oh. Bishop. Uh, Bishop is a time traveling mutant from um, 
a world similar to Days of Future's Past, where the Sentinels have taken over the world. He was in a mutant concentration camp. Uh, the reason why he has an M over his eye, it's how they branded mutants. Oh. It's a tattoo they were brand mutants with. Um, so he comes from a world, he, he's from that world, he travels to our time to stop what he, he thought was a traitor within the X-Men ranks, um, from killing Xavier, and thus creating the, the future he's from. Uh, we kind of never find out who that traitor is, it's very alluded to that it's Gambit, but that's another thing. Um, but that's Bishop, he is, powers are, that he can convert any sort of, um, he's the opposite of Sebastian Shaw. So any any sort of energy he gets hit with, he can um, he can absorb and redirect. Where okay. uh, where uh, Sebastian Shaw can take it and turn it into uh, take potential energy and turn it turn into kinetic energy. He can take potential energy and just redirect it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so and this, this is the first issue that we're introduced to. Also, um, the Rogue and Magneto relationship. Yes. What the heck? Yes, it is. So. <laughs> um, what's cool about this, um, and I'll get into it more when we cover the other X-Men, Astonishing or Amazing, I can't, I can't, I always forget which is which. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, they're married in this universe. Um, that has more to do, and I'll explain more in the other one, uh, cause actually, the, the Fortune miniseries, uh, explains their origin of why Rogue is actually in a relationship with Magneto. Mm. Um, she's also one of the only X-Men, cause the X-Men, or there's not many X-Men that exist in this universe. Um, because of Apocalypse ruling, some of those X-Men are actually bad guys. Um, mm-hmm. we'll get into that more when we cover Factor X. Okay. Um, because that's a bad guy book. It's all about the, the bad guys that serve Mr. Sinister and everything. Um, so yeah, uh, we're interested in Rogue and Magneto, uh, sorry, Rogue and Magneto, uh, Bishop has gone to them just to kind of be like, oh, well, I know you're the X-Men, but I need you to believe me <laughs> and like help oh me. God. Yes. And that's kind of what the story's all about. The entire issue is just him trying to convince Magneto and Rogue that he's from a from the future, but the timeline's all wrong. And he's the one that kind of pushes them to go after Apocalypse, which he kind of didn't need to push that. <laughs> like, they were doing it on their own. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's where we kind of see the two of them for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of and that. They, and they have a baby. <laughs> yes, Charles. Yeah, baby Charles. Baby Charles. <laughs> Um, which I always hoped that they would kind of um, expand on, um, because they've done other books after AOA, like after oh. they beat Apocalypse, spoiler, but you kind of know how it's going to happen. Yeah. They have to beat Apocalypse at the end of the event. So they beat Apocalypse at the end of the event and it, it goes back to the main Marvel timeline stuff. Um, but years later, because it was such a popular run, what they did was, um, one book was called Apoc- uh, Age of Apocalypse, the ten year, uh, ten year anniversary, oh. and it was a, a single. Uh, it was a I think a four issue miniseries, mm-hmm. and it was ten years after the Age of Apocalypse event and what happened. Like if it, they never reverted back to the reality. Whoa. Okay. So you get you get new characters like X twenty three, like her in that book. You get to see like some of the Gun Three kids and stuff like that. Um, they've done it in. Um, they brought it back in two thousand. 11 or 2012 they brought it back for like the secret wars event um they've done what ifs it's it's such a big event like so much so like their um uniforms are used in video games and everything it's such a they've done they've gone back and done this they've gone back to revisit this timeline often mm-hmm. but the one thing i kind of and it's it has major ramifications in the major dc in the main marvel universe also mm-hmm. um and i'll get to that when we get to the very end of it this whole timeline thing yeah um 
But yeah, there's major ramifications within the main Marvel universe as a whole. But uh, what's great is that um, I kind of want to see more Baby Charles. Yeah, <laughs> like, I yeah. See what, what, how does he grow up into? Yeah, like, that's yeah. what I kind of wanted to see, but we never we never get to see that. So mm. it's a shame. Uh, I'll write okay. that story. <laughs> yeah, you got to write it, right? I'll write that story. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So, and then there's another big part of that issue at the end where there's like this glass looking moment where, is it Magneto or like he's, he sees everything how it used to be or something. Yes. What is that moment? Um, that's just a reflection of like, he understands, he believes Bishop. That's what all that is. He believes Bishop. And it's for the reader to understand, like it's, that's more, it's more for the reader. Um, to be like, yeah, this is the new universe you're kind of in right now. Because um, at the time, when AOA was going on, other books were still being, like, Marvel was still putting out their regular, like, Avengers and, 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 and FF and uh, Captain America and blah, blah, blah books. So it was like, no, understand, like, this is coming back. But, like, through Magneto's eyes, it's like, does he truly believe Bishop? And he does. And this is where the story now goes forward. Yeah, so we yeah we don't have to spend any more time on Magneto being like, are you sure? Are you sure? Right. from the future, it's like no, that, this is it. That's that's all, that's the entire issue. That's what Alpha was all all about was just that. It's just like <laughs> yes, it like got it, it was like the prep, like the pr- yeah. prologue to everything. I guess yes. you could say yes. Okay, perfect. Okay, so are we good to move on to Chosen, or do you have anything yes. else on Alpha? Okay, perfect. No, I was. Alpha's- yeah, go ahead. Perfect. Go ahead. Okay. That's it. So the Chosen. This one was very interesting. 1995 issue one. Okay. Yes. Yes. So it's cool. About the Chosen, um, it's very much, so back in the 90s, and they still do it on and off today. Um, normally they're called handbooks, um, okay. but it depends on, like, the book. Um, they uh, Back in the 90s, they did it as, stri- like, um, strife files. Other things, like, normally a character looking at other characters. So it's cool about the Chosen, it breaks down all the characters in the AOA event. Okay. That's kind of uh, yeah, like right. little, like, yeah, it's a little like, like trading card biogra- type Yeah, like yeah. little biographs about everything. And okay. it was cool. It's just like, again, it's just a, it's also what's cool about it is kind of a refresher if mm-hmm. you didn't read all the miniseries. <laughs> Got you. Okay, yeah, because that totally helped me out because I actually went through it with John, my husband, and I was like, yeah. all right, you got to help me out. Who's who in the zoo here? And it actually set me up as a to to get into the age of the apocalypse to see like what everybody is like so like yes okay so i'm gonna name a few people that i had no idea about okay. which i just what well, was funny a lot of them mostly um <laughs> okay so x man is a genetic mutation of gene gray and scott and your boy scott yes. summers yes okay he's his son he's the alternate version of cable um because oh. cable is scott and gene's son Actually, okay. Scott and Madeline's son. Madeline's a clone of Gene. That's a lot of cloning stuff. Um, <laughs> a lot of mutations, yes. a lot of clones. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, X-Man is... Um, he's shown in that, but I don't know. I can't remember if he's shown as the baby in that one, in that book. No, he's a, a, a guy, like a teen. Yeah, he's a grown man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a grown young man. man. In that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 yeah, um, So, X-Man is created by Mr. Sinister as the weapon against Apocalypse. Um, in every timeline, in every universe, Sinister is, is an underling to Apocalypse. Um, but he hates being an underling to Apocalypse. Um, so he's always trying up to come up with ways to beat Apocalypse and get out of his thrall. Um, and a lot of it is to build the perfect mutant. And that's always by combining the, the DNA of a Summers and a Grey. 
Oh. So, in the main continuity, he did that by combining Madeline, who is a clone of Jean Grey, and Scott Summers. And they, the two of them, he created uh, Madeline so she would marry Scott and then have a child with him. And they created Cable, who in his timeline is like, the savior of, of humanity. He's just Scott's son. He's the one that brought down Apocalypse in his timeline. Um, you have things like X-Man, who is created specifically out of Scott and Gene's DNA when Gene was in the pens. Um, you have Rachel, who is Scott and Jean's daughter from the, um, Days of Future's Past. Uh, again, another Omega-level telepath mutant type of thing. Gotcha. That's why. Yeah, so that's so why. So, <laughs> why, why are Jean, why is Jean Grey and Scott Summers, why are they the perfect mutation? We don't know exactly. They've talked about it here and there. A lot of it has to do with Sinister knowing Scott's, like, ancestors back in the day when they were still in England. But a part of that is just Sinister being a geneticist. Like, that's his job. He was a geneticist. Okay. Um, so that's what he does kind of all the time, you know. And it's even in the current continuity, in the current uh, books, he lives on Krakoa and he just collects DNA samples and is collecting the DNA of all the Omega level mutants. Okay. So gotcha. it's just a thing by trade. Okay. He just... so by Sinister's calculations. Yeah. The perfect... Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, and then another one was Human High Council, which is the last of the human species. Right? Yes. Okay. No, no, they're not the last. They're not the last. Okay. They not are... Last. So, humans exist in the world of Age of Apocalypse. Um, in the Age of Apocalypse universe, he's only managed to conquer North America. Oh! He hasn't conquered the world. A lot of people think it's the world because it's written very much like... <laughs> you know the world's a hellhole yeah. um but he's only managed to conquer the united States, north america um the human high council um are i'll pull up exactly who they are because i remember i had a list of who they are because there's a lot of characters anyway that i can't remember off the top of my head what became of who yeah no, i don't even second. know how you remember this much it's, that's incredible <laughs> um so the human high council ends up being like a they are the not the best, because they're not the best and brightest, because Jesus, they're not. Um, they are Brian Braddock, who is Captain Britain in the main timeline. That's Psylocke's brother. Uh, Emma Frost, uh, who's still a mutant, but in this world, she has a head. If you, I don't know if in the picture of the Chosen, they show where her head shaved and she has the scar. Oh, she, okay. So she removed a part of her brain, so she can't be a telepath anymore. What? Okay. Uh, you have Moira T Trask, who is Moira Mertaggart in the main continuity. Uh, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who is Thunderbolt Ross from Hulk. You know, he's Betty Ross's father, uh, Bruce Banner's father-in-law. Um, Boulevard Trask, who is uh, the creator of the Sentinels, okay. who is married to Moira in this timeline. And uh, Marco Yasada, who is, I think, Silver Samurai. Oh, no. She is uh, Wolverine's... Uh, like love one of his love interests in the main continuity okay. they are just kind of like um the last stand of humanity because they think that he's going to invade uh the rest of the world soon okay okay so that's that's all they're planning they're like we're going to do this and we'll stop from doing that okay got yeah. you okay um and then lastly weapon x so that's wolverine yes Without but he's not hand. the Wolverine that we know, right? No, it's Wolverine we know. 
It's okay. the same thing. 100% Wolverine. Um, the only difference is here is that he was actually an X-Man, where Cyclops wasn't. Oh. So, okay. and that's why, so if you, uh, the picture of the Weapon X one is him, and then Jean's behind him. Yes. In yeah. that picture. So, the two of them are, like, kind of traveling partners. Um, she leaves the X-Men to go with him. Um, he lost his hand in the fight against Cyclops. Okay. Um, but it's all same, it's all the same old Wolverine, but instead of being, like, he still went and did all his Weapon X nonsense, um, because that happened way before Apocalypse took over the world, and then he is a weapon for the X-Men in the Amazing or the Astonishing book, uh, in their introduction. Mm-hmm. And then he just stays and joins them. And then eventually leaves with Gene to go do Gene and Wolverine adventures. <laughs> <laughs> adventures. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. We're child friendly, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Like, well, this, yeah. Um, well, no, no. This is, uh, this is an oh, yeah. It's explicit yeah. now. This podcast is explicit now. So, yeah. I try to be as clean as possible. Yes. Yeah, I was like, mm, no. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's all for Chosen. Pretty yeah. much. Just like a breakdown. You, yeah. It wasn't anything crazy. It, like I said, it's just a kind of infographic book. Right. Right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. It's it's It was good for me as a first-time reader to be like, oh, okay, who's who in the zoo? Okay. Yes. So now we're moving on to 1995's Astonishing X-Men yes. 1 through 4. Yes. Go. <laughs> All right. So the Astonishing X-Men are led by – so the Astonishing X-Men are a splinter group. Of the X-Men, because um, there's a bunch of different teams that exist, just like in the main continuity. Mm-hmm. So the team's led by Rogue, uh, Anna-Marie Lescher, who's actually our regular Rogue. She's Magneto's wife in this version. Mm-hmm. And consists of Sabretooth, Victor Creed, Blink, Claire Ferguson, who's actually created for the Age of Apocalypse series. She mm-hmm. was never a character before this. Uh, kind of. She was in, in New Mutants, but then died in her one appearance in New Mutants. Oh. Um, but now she's a really fully fleshed out character in in this uh wild child uh who's kyle digby uh who's very much the same as um Sabretooth. just think of a small feral child okay. uh more kyle sydney um who is um changeling in our universe who was killed in like issue 64 of the original x-men run uh he in person xavier died in like issue 64 of the very first x-men books and it was like, oh, no, it's Changeling. He just kind of did it for me. Uh, and Sunfire. Sunfire. Uh, and Sunfire is the same Sunfire we know from Back Forth. There's no difference, really. Uh, his his look is very different. His look is actually like that fire, like, like exoskeleton, like, uh, skeletons look yeah. in this yeah. book. Um, that's because it, um, he was experimented on by, a, uh, by, Mr. Sin- uh, by Dark Beast. Sorry, by Dark Beast. Oh, okay. So he look okay. So he looks different in this one because he was experimented on because yes. it, Professor X wasn't there. Exactly, he was okay. captured and experimented on. So they are sent by Magneto to stop the Cullings. The Cullings are like mass um, killings of humans, mm-hmm. and and I say humans, but other but others also compared to that. Like it would be humans, heroes, anyone that doesn't fit Apocalypse's thing, mm-hmm. which would be undertaken by Holocaust. Holocaust is Apocalypse's son. His, they changed the name a bunch of times. It's either Genesis oh. or Holocaust. They, they change the name of Holocaust every once in a while. Good to know. <laughs> um, while helping with the evacuation and protection of humans, Sabretooth asks Blink to teleport him to Holocaust's location, which she reluctantly does. Sabretooth and Holocaust have a fight, but Sabretooth is defeated and seemingly killed, horrifying Blink. Um, 
the team then fights Holocaust uh, and its affinities. Affinities are um, the the reason why they call affinities is that they're, that's the alternate version of Multiple Man. Okay. Jamie Maddox, his ability in the main continuity is that he can create uh, doppelgangers of himself. Okay, gotcha. And that's why they're called the Infinities. They're just... Oh, that makes sense. They keep going, yeah. keep going, keep yeah. going. Yeah. Um, destroying its uh, factory. However, Holocaust manages to escape, and the team returns to Xavier's mansion, where Rogue learns that both her son and husband have been captured. Sabretooth is uh, revealed by Iceman to have survived the battle, the Blitz Delight. Um, and this book replaced, at the time, the Uncanny X-Men book that was going on. That was oh. its opposite. Okay, so un- Uncanny's... Oh, I see. So Uncanny so, is literally the other universe. Yes. So, so it has uh, Professor main, X in it. Yes, so the main okay. continuity was Uncanny X-Men. They canceled that book and created Astonishing. Okay. For, for the purposes of this. Okay. So yeah, yes. so this one... So Astonishing just like... Sets up our main guys of the apocalypse who's really fighting it, right? Or is it... Yes. Okay. Yes. So, like you like you said, Quicksilver, Iceman, Sabretooth, Morph, Storm, Banshee, Nightcrawler, Blink, Sunfire, did mm-hmm. I miss... And, and Sabretooth and Wildchild, right? Yes. Wild yes. Child. Okay. Um, awesome. Okay. So, then, yeah, Holocaust, and then Professor X Mansion is where they do most of their things, which is yes. their main location. Yes. Okay. And then, then we really start to get into the weird relationship of Rogue and Magneto mm-hmm. and Charles. But now, okay, now she can touch Charles, right? She couldn't she touch now... her baby before. Yes. Okay. Oh, no, she can, she can touch her baby before. Oh, okay. Because they have, so mutants kind of always, writers put this in, and it actually works very well. They have this kind of um, immunity to the other's power. All mm-hmm. mutants have it. Doesn't, okay. matter what power, doesn't matter what power you have, your sibling... It's always a, or your child's immune to always your power. Okay. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's why she actually ends up with Magneto. And I don't know where. I thought it was in Amazing. Yeah, I thought it was Amazing, but I think it's in one of the one shots. Um, that explains like um how Magneto and Rogue got together. Mm. It's because he bent the magnetic force around her. That he can hold her hand. So it's like that, he could be intimate with her. Yes. And she was like, I want that. Yes. Okay. That's pretty much how that worked. Okay. As awful <laughs> as that sounds, that's exactly how that went down. Oh, man. Oh, bummer. Well, you know, it works for them, so... Kinda. <laughs> Kinda. I think that it's funny because, like, Remy does pop in... Every now and then, and Rogue, you can feel their pull for each other. Like, yes, they're, they're still soulmates. Yes, yes, and you'll see that a lot when, um, like in uh, when we cover Weapon X, okay, where, where or or the towards the end of the Omega, where Scott sees Jean for the first time. They never met before. Oh, ah, <laughs> all the drama. So much drama. I okay. Look great. So I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, yes, right? Oh my gosh, this is the series. If you want drama, yes. go to X-Men. <laughs> my <Yes>. God. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so like James said, I just want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. Yep. The screaming, stampeding humans in Chicago are a result of all the, like, the culling. Um, yes. The culling, which is like a genocide of the humans. Yeah. Essentially, right? Pretty much. If you want to get... Okay. 
Yeah. That's what they call it throughout. Okay. I had to look that up. I was like, they keep saying Culling. Okay. So Culling's that. Um, And then, okay. The Blink and Sabretooth thing. So Blink is grateful that Sabretooth saved her. What did I miss? Uh, So some of the story isn't told throughout anything. Some of it's kind of just as in cold openings. Um, So Blink and um, Sabretooth's relationship is more like father-daughter. Okay. Because he saved her from the pens. Very much like with Gene, like the same reason why uh, Gene had Gene and Wolverine has close relationship, and why Sinister was able to get Gene's DNA is for her time in the pens, which they never show. Okay, okay. Because again, it's gonna be hard to cram eighty years, you know, at the time, well, like 30, 40 years of comics into an event, and then have that event finish on time within a year. Yeah. So it's wow. a lot. Of- so there's a lot of stuff that's, like, in, like, other lines that she'll mm-hmm. bring up in other books or she'll talk about other, other things or, like, you have – and it's like, oh, okay, fine, I get it now. Yeah. It's – yeah, I wonder if they did it and they were like, man, we bit, we bit off more than we could chew. They <laughs> plan on doing this. They absolutely plan on doing this because it was a way to kind of boost sales. Um, yeah. The book. Not because the book was – in the 90s, X-Men was the top-selling book of Marvel. It kept them out of bankruptcy. Um, Whoa, really? really? Yeah, because all the other books were awful. Avengers and Spider-Man and all of them weren't selling. Whoa. The, the only book they were selling was X-Men, and they did this to boost sales so they would stay out of bankruptcy. What? They well, were it like, worked. It they, was... were a, they were like hairpins away to selling their rights off to DC. <gasps> drama. Yeah, real-life drama. Real-life drama. But the thing is, it's like, yeah, they were doing it for sales and numbers, but it worked out for them. X-Men is a great story. Right. And they could do something like that with those characters. Like, you couldn't do this with Avengers. Like, you couldn't be like, and Kang won. Nope. Okay? Like, it's it's, it's very different. And even the reasoning why Legion even goes back in time. It's Mm. a father trying to save, it's a son trying to save his father. Right. You know, from what he thought it was his father's greatest enemy, and it's like he tried to do a good thing because Legion is a messed up character. He's a very messed up, sad, sad character. Mm. He's a mute. He's an Omega mutant with DID and schizophrenia. Oh. oh. So, who okay. was abandoned by his father because he didn't know the mother was pregnant when he left? <laughs> like. Oh, I see. So while Xavier's out with all these other kids training them, taking care of them, <laughs> Legion's being raised by a single mother, you know. I so when it. he shows up, it's kind of like, yeah, he's mad. Yeah, he's a he has, like I said, he has he has DID and schizophrenia on top of all this power. Oh my god! Because he's not yeah. just a mutant that does the small things. He's a mutant that does whatever he wants. He's reality manipulator. He's can summon whatever powers he wants because each persona has their own ability. Right. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine living in a world, just like as a person, just like living in a world where you have these, okay, just, okay. So you know how to be a human right now, James. We know how to be humans right now. And then on top of that, you have powers. And then on top of that, your friends have powers. And on top of that, maybe your parents have powers or maybe they don't, whatever. But, all of those people are so complex and different and you can warp time and go yeah. into outer space <laughs> and you can change, you know, your element. You can be a different 
uh, periodic table uh, 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 element on the periodic table of elements in a second if that's your power. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine what that does to your brain? You yeah. Know? Now imagine having two severe mental illnesses on top of that. Oh my, yes, right? Oh my gosh. That's And that's the thing that you were talking about earlier. It's like, you have to, it, it makes you have space for like grace and perspective and patience for anyone that may be going through more than just human problems. You yeah. Know what I mean, they've got something yeah. else on top. Whew. It's heavy shit, dude. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. It's X-Men. That's why I love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me, I know we could go on forever. Um, let me wrap up astonishing here. Okay. So yeah. blink versus, okay. Oh, oh, oh I also want to talk about, um, yeah. blink versus Holocaust cost. That yes. moment was so amazing. Cause she has great powers. It's more than just teleporting. I like right. the, besides, uh, yes, yeah, just teleporting, but she has, um, the kind of like teleportation daggers mm-hmm. that she uses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mm-hmm. the fight's insane. Yeah. And, and she's doing it out of a love. Again, it's a, parental love you know and she's doing to save the one person she believes like in a father figure and it's right. actually insane to watch uh, to not watch read to read <laughs> read and watch you're watching yeah, yeah totally technically. yeah technically yeah i was like go girl get it and she almost wins too yeah or but think it's that holocaust is just, yeah holocaust is the son of apocalypse so so he's not going to die very no. easily anyway no um so the x-men they kind of jump in they come and help her and then, um, and then Sabretooth comes back at the end. Yeah, it's Sabretooth. I thought he was dead. Okay. Yeah, it's Sabretooth. It's very okay. much like any sort of, like, Sabretooth in main continuity, Wolverine type of thing. He, Sabretooth places Wolverine on the X-Men, pretty much in this universe. Um, he can heal. He's a healer. Okay. He can, the same thing. He, he has regenerative healing factor, and all the powers Wolverine has, minus the three claws. He has all of Wolverine's powers. Okay. Um, so yeah, of course he's coming back. Okay, <laughs> he wasn't Saber- dying. Is Sabretooth that much of a dick as he is in the movies? Oh yeah, the absolutely. Yeah. He, uh, so they yes. they played him yeah. correct. Yes. Okay. Oh. Yes. Okay. He's a yes. dickhead. <laughs> oh, he is. <laughs> Complete dickhead. Oh. Even God. when he tries to be a good guy. <laughs> okay, who are the top like three dickheads of X Men? Wolverine, Sabretooth, and Emma. Emma Frost. Yeah, but she's sassy. That's the uh, no. She's a dickhead. dick. She's a dick. She's a dick. <laughs> In the movie, she's a dick. <laughs> I love Emma. I love Emma Frost. She's Everything powerful. about her, she's oh. awesome. Everything about her, she's awesome. Oh, that's complete awesome. dickhead. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> she sucks, but she's great. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a woman that knows what she wants. She just fucking talks down to you like you're an idiot. <laughs> right. But you're like, but I love you still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exa- exactly. That's how she gets you. <laughs> Okay, so are we good to move on to X-Men, yeah. Amazing X-Men? Amazing. So I'll run through okay. Amazing the story. Yes, it's amazing. all you. This is all new to me. Okay, go. Cool. So Amazing X-Men opens up. The team consists of uh, Quicksilver, Piedro, which is Magneto's son, mm-hmm. uh, and Storm. Uh, Storm, which is the same. Lily mm-hmm. Storm. Uh, Dazzler, Banshee, Iceman, and Exodus. Exodus is the only one that's... Exodus and Quicksilver are the only two that's on that team that weren't X-Men before uh, they change. Okay. Um, the team is sent to Maine by Magneto to aid in the evacuation of uh, humanity to Europe. This is more to that whole human high council idea that they are coming. They are eventually going. That North America is the only thing that's in its control, and they're eventually going to spread to Europe. So they're trying to take last people of humanity out. It ties back mm. to that whole culling thing. 
Okay. During this mission, the team fights Apocalypse's Brotherhood of Chaos, um, which the Brotherhood of Chaos is the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Um, but this version consists of Copycat, Box, Spine, Yeti, and Offlight. They're Marauders in, um, Marauders are Mr. Sinister's team in our time. Okay. Gotcha. Um, oop, do, 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 do. Lost my place for a second. Sorry. No worries. Um, as well as the Horseman Abyss. Uh, the Horsemen are the four generals of Apocalypse in this universe. Okay. Uh, which are Abyss, Azazel, Nightcrawler's dad. Nightcrawler's yes. dad. I know that because I read the other book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, let me pull. Uh, the, yeah. So do do that last. No. Yeah. So yeah. So it's Holocaust, Sinister, Abyss, and then Kyrios is War, but he dies early on. Okay. Uh, it's not a big deal. Like it's not that big of a deal. Um. So they're fighting Abyss, uh, which is actually a Z- uh, one of Azazel's children. So he's okay. brother and that crawler, um, who's defeated but not killed by Quicksilver. During mm-hmm. the abs- absence from the Xavier Mansion, Magneto and Bishop are attacked by Apocalypse himself, who captures both of them. Fulfilling their mission, Quicksilver splits up his team to help the other X-Men, sending Iceman to rendezvous Rogue's team, the Astonishing X-Men, and mm-hmm. Dazzle and Exodus to find Magneto's son, Charles. Finally, Quicksilver, Storm, and Banshee go rescue Bishop, who's in the hands of the Marauder, Apocalypse's priest. Uh, and this title replaced the actual X-Men book that was going on at the time. The title just called X-Men. Um, this is the... So, going from Alpha into this, this is kind of the, um, hey, we're going to save humanity story. Okay. And okay. this is the op- This is the other coin where why uh, Rogue and them were sent up uh, to mm. Chicago. They were sent to Maine uh, because they couldn't send Rogue to get, go get her son because she would go nuts. Okay. That's why they went to go get um they sent Quicksilver to his brother pretty much. Um Exodus is the old, Exodus and Quicksilver, like I said, are different in this universe. Um Quicksilver of course is an X Man. Uh so was Wanda, um mm-hmm. who was killed early on. Um that's in one of the one shots, uh, I think in X Universe, one of the uh, X one shots, um, explains that um she was killed. Okay. So that's why he stays with the X-Men and stuff like that. Um, Exodus is, in the main continuity, um, kind of like uh, an apocalypse light kind of uh, character. He was a French crusader uh, who has the ability of immortality, plus a bunch of other stuff like energy manipulation, flight, cups, things like that. Um, but like he's... Instead of being a servant of Apocalypse, with like he is the main time main timeline, he is an X Man in this one, because uh, Apocalypse is a tra- like atrocious monster in this. Mm-hmm. Um, every issue, every uh, miniseries is they're fighting a uh, and um, one of the Horsemen. Oh, okay, so, so it's horse- like four issues, and then each issue has a Horseman. Uh, the, uh, each miniseries, each miniseries has a Horseman. Oh. Okay, gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. So, Astonishing okay. had Genocide, Holocaust. Oh, I understand. Uh, okay. And then gotcha. this had Abyss. Um, Because they're okay. all... Because each, each team has their specific mission. Really, only this one does. The other books we'll cover, um, their missions aren't... They're, like, kind of connected to Magneto's plan, Magneto mm-hmm. and Bishop's plan. Um, and this is kind of where... This book is also where Bishop shows up, finally. Uh, after, mm. a, after Alpha. Going, hey, you believed me. And he's like, yeah, I believed you. Uh, and this is why we're going to do this. Um, also because the Human High Council uh, definitely is like, hey, 
we need to move our people out of here because it, it, we're screwed here. There's no, yeah. there's no hope in the United States okay. or North America. We have to move. So. Wow. Also, wow, the crazy. United States is subdivided by each horseman. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Name the horseman again. Abyss. Azazel. Abyss. Uh, sorry. Not Azazel. I, I was okay. thinking Abyss when I thought, said that. So. Okay. Uh, okay. Abyss. Sinister. Sinister. Genocide and Curios are the four horsemen. Curios mm-hmm. dies early on. He's a nobody. Holocaust is um, Apocalypse Sun. Apocalypse. Uh, Holocaust slash genocide depends on. They changed the name for. Oh yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Okay. For like um kind of like just basic reasons like we can't call a character holocaust and they're like oh yeah right yeah that is fucked up yeah <laughs> so they they instead of calling them holocaust that's why a lot of times if you read it um digitally or if you read um remastered or reprinted versions of the book he goes by the name genocide not holocaust whoa okay yeah um so genocide slash holocaust is a pack of sun with one of the horsemen from before, like, the, one of the other horsemen from before. Miss Sinister is the same guy from both continuities. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, and Abyss is uh, Azazel's son. That's why he kind of sort of teleports in the book, but, like, he really has more of, like, dark force matter manipulation. Okay. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the story. They find they find, they find Charles, but they realize um, they have to go back. They all have to gather back up, and that's uh, leads up to the other books. Um because they have, to, they have to go back. They have to go back in time. No, they have to go back to the, the mansion. That's a really oh, the plan. Oh. That's the plan. Oh. So the plan is eventually is to go back in time to stop this. That's okay. the plan. That's Bishop's okay. main plan. Um, but they have to um. They have to all meet back up because they beat up uh, Abyss and they figure out where Charles is. Um, but they have to split up the group mm-hmm. to go tell Rogue like, "Hey, we have your son." So half the team goes to tell her the other half is in the hands of the Marathi, who are, uh, they're pretty much like the Clan Akasuke, uh, sorry, Clan, yeah, Clan Akasuke, yeah, Clan Akasuke, um, or Clan Seika, sorry, in our timeline. They're just high priests that kind of worship Apocalypse. Um, and that's where that issue ends. The ministry ends with, um, Bishop, uh, sorry, Bishop, uh, Banshee, Storm, and Quicksilver, Going after Bishop, who's captured. <laughs> okay, and Bishop's their only hope to go back in time to fix yes, it, right? Yes, because he's the okay. only time travel they have. Again, his power is not time travel. His he has no ability to time travel. He just has technology to do that. Oh, um, I see. But the, one of the other books explains the missing piece of this story, which is Gambit and the Externals. Mm-hmm. They have to go and get the a piece of the Mcron Mcron crystal, which is the nexus of all realities. Oh, and since Bishop's the only one that knows about the, the old time, they have to use him and the crystal together to fix this. Whoa. Okay, so that you'll read more about that later. <laughs> yes, we'll read on that later. Um, one other person I wanted to ask about that I yeah. that you said it, and I was like, oh, I forgot to touch on that. In Alpha, Sinister mm-hmm. is there. He's yes. the father of Remy and Cyclops. Okay, so yeah. okay. this is my fun little thing. All right, okay. so he's not. Okay. It's very, he himself isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, uh, okay, so. Yep. <laughs> no, break it down, Sinister, all good. You're doing Sinister's good. obsession with the Summer's bloodline, um, there was a quote from a, a random issue of X-Men going, 
was Sinister and Cyclops talking. And he's talking about how um, he was able to how, uh, Cyclops save Havoc, blah, blah, blah. And the quote says something about your brothers with an S, not just one. So this led to the whole speculation of a third Summer's brother. Okay. No one knew for years who this third one was. Um, Marvel writers added a character called Adam Extreme to uh, to the comics. Um who again had energy manipulation, um, and he was half human, half Shi'ar, um, which is very rare. You can't be human and Shi'ar, they're an intergalactic race. There's no other human-Shi'ar hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's alluded to that he is the son of Deken, who is at the time the High Chancellor of the Shi'ar, and um, Cyclops' mom. Oh, the reason why their plane crashed, um, uh, Cyclops' origin, is that they were the plane was being taken by Deken and the Shi'ar. Okay. So they raped uh Deken rapes Catherine, Cyclops' mother. That oh. produces that was the original theory. We don't really know who Adam's okay. uh parentage is. Mm-hmm. Um then um there's a book that came out called X Men The End. Mm-hmm. Which was supposed to be the very final X Men story ever written. If they ever wrote one, this is how they would end the X Men uh books. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's there that's revealed that Remy is the third brother, that Gambit's the third brother. Okay. And the reason why he looks like Mr. Sinister is that he's a mix of Sinister's DNA and Cyclops' DNA. Ooh. Okay. It's not, it's not real in, in, in continuity, but we yeah. don't know. But also, again, we still don't know who Remy's parentage is really either. And that he has such a close relationship with Mr. Sinister. has always been kind of a, is he or is he not? You know, why would you pick that kind of story for X-Men The End and then not use that in continuity? Because a lot of stuff they talk about in a lot of alternate continuities are just reflections of stories they have or they want to tell or will tell. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, that if you look that up, you'll see, like, oh, Remy question mark. But the real third summer's brother is Vulcan. We know, we know who he is. He's um, the son of uh, Corsair and Catherine. The same thing, exactly. He's biological brothers. Um, he was just ripped out of Catherine's womb and then put in like an incubation thing. Uh, oh. by Ken. That's all. Wow. Like, he's a, yeah, but brothers means more than third. Three, it can be multiple, but really for that rumor, mm-hmm. there's only three so far. Wow. So when it comes to X Men, like you can't like as a new comic reader, I'm just slowly like getting my opinion, like. Not opinion, but what, like, my experience of it, like, first yeah. in it, and I'm glad that I'm recording it. It's like, you can't go in and be like, this is the singular timeline. This is you, it. It's one road. You can do that, but because other characters appear from other timelines that mess up the story. Right, Like, right. like so, for example, like, the basic example is Days of Future's Past. Mm-hmm. Timeline goes, X-Men from 1963 till Days of Future's Past story comes out. Right. Days of Future's Past story... It's not like the movie. Because um, oh. instead of Wolverine going back in time, Kitty goes back in time. <gasps> oh. And she goes into her yoga body, and they stop the assassination of Senator Kelly. And then time goes on. Um, but there's a future past. It's such a big story um, that Rachel, the daughter of Scott and Jean in that timeline, comes to our timeline. Oh. So if you didn't read Days of Future Past, you're like, who is this girl? Right. 
Right. And so things like that, like um, like for Age of uh, Age of Apocalypse, three characters coming out of that of this book into the main timeline: Sugar Man, Dark Beast, and X Man. Mm-hmm. Exists mm-hmm. within our timeline. Um, genocide, kind of, but like he's the same character. Um, yeah. So every X Men event um, that has alternate reality, they kind of uh, same thing. Like Cable, the time traveler. When we meet Cable in um, in New Mutants, he's a full grown adult, not knowing that's the baby that's in X Factor. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. Bishops, uh, you know, Bishops, a, a time traveler from a age similar to Days of Future's Past, you know. And then it's revealed that we know the cause is Hope, who is like this character that is revealed later on, you know, stuff like that, who Cable takes on a time traveling thing. So it's a lot of time travel, alternate realities, but your main, your main story is still your main continuity until they add new characters in. Right. Okay. Yeah. But like, that's what, like you were saying, like, that's what makes it fun. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's like, I, I only know a fraction of the X-Men timeline. <laughs> And it's the movies, the comic I read last week, and all these comics this week. That's all I know. Oh, man. It's a and lot. There, there, it's a, it, But there's, like, so much to it. But, like, it's not something that could, you, you have to... Okay, so, like, if, if you're going to do, like, a whole marathon of X-Men, like, I would suggest to, like, slow down and be like, okay. Like, cat, like I started, like, categorizing people. Like, I started making, like, trees. Like, who they're related to. And it helped me. It was, like, my <laughs> guide, does. you know? It does. Because yeah. it, it, it gets lost in the shuffle. But it also that comes more to the fact that they've been around since 1963. You right. Know? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's not like a Spider-Man or a Captain America or an Iron Man where those characters had their own solo title before they became a team. Mm. All those characters only appeared in X-Men books. Right, you know, right. So, Great like, so if they appeared in X-Men book, they kind of just stayed in X-Men book. But, I mean, besides, like, like the X-Men crossing over every once in a while with an Avengers or an FF or, like, for an event or Wolverine joined the Avengers or Beast joined the Avengers or, or whatever, you know, very rarely, more, more likely than not, they stayed within their own books. So... Mm, right, right, right. So those characters' histories are only in X-Men books. You know, so if a character like dips out for a while and you don't, they don't talk about them, don't write them, they're gone. They're just gone. They're not doing. Mm. We we we're assuming they're off doing whatever, yeah. but they're not. They, you know, it's not like Spider Man. Like Spider Man will always just be an amazing Spider Man, but he can interact with other characters, and there's nothing wrong with his timeline because you can pick up a Spider Man book and never read anything else. Right, right. You know, you know, he got bit by a radioactive spider. Yeah. And that's how we Spider-Man. The end. Yeah. Like, you know, you know. <laughs> X-Men are like, all right, so who's Rachel? Oh, uh, well, Rachel's uh, the alternate dimension version of Scott and Jean. <laughs> uh, like, Jesus Christ. Like, I love that stuff. And it's funny, at work, I'll, I'll, when we talk about X-Men, they always come to me. And I'm like, yeah, this is, like, this is where you should start. You know, a lot of times, they do make it, they make story arcs very, new story arcs, very new reader friendly. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, do you know the idea of what a mutant is? Yeah, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and they always pick like, yeah. Of course, like if you don't read New Mutants, you're not gonna understand like who that you know those kids are. Of course, mm-hmm. there will be some characters if you didn't keep up with it for years. Some characters you're not gonna you're not gonna know. Like right. if you don't know who Celia Reyes is and why she's hanging out with Sage right now, 
You're not going to know. Cause she's a newer character that was introduced in like the late 90s. Or sorry, not late 90s. Uh, yeah, early, uh, early 2000s. And she's a human doctor that just kind of lives with them. <laughs> you know? Oh. But like oh. you wouldn't know that unless you read that stuff. You know? Like right. like like a, um, a lifeguard or like um, a Vulcan uh, or Shway or Petra um, from the Deadly Genesis run. Um Thunderbird, why? Be like, oh, Thunderbird died. No, that's his brother. He just joined the X Men years later. You know, <laughs> it's like that. You just wouldn't know those characters from anything else if you weren't. If you decided to pick up X Men, you know, right? That's the only time where people kind of get lost. But a lot of times they kind of put that aside. Like, oh, I like that character. Or they'll see other mutants that they'll end up liking as time goes on. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a lot, but it's like. It's so worth it too. It's oh, a good absolutely. investment, I think. I, I know you know that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> oh, yes. I have like what behind me. Uh, that entire top shelf is all X Men books, wow. <laughs> and that part yeah. is X Men books. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, it just keeps going. I'm sure you have a bunch in like your comicsology, maybe. And I have lots of singles that are just X Men related. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, so to make to to cleanly end the episode, so that yes. it's like stay tuned. All right, remind me where we have left off for part one. All right, so part one, we have just finished the first two miniseries in the first one shot, X Men mm-hmm. Alpha, Astonishing X Men, and Amazing X Men. We finished mm-hmm. on, which is the main team. I think the next thing we're talking about is I have it on my phone. I literally just have it saved. Oh, I wish I just had the save, like a normal conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. No worries. This is written as a note. Um, the next uh, book we're talking about is Factor X, which is the bad guy team. Oh. And Gambit and the Externals. Ooh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Those That's are both, awesome. Yep, those are both the next eight issues we're talking about. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so excited that we're doing this. Yes, it's fun. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad you're having fun. So, James, you will be back for part two probably in a couple months. We'll figure out. Yes. We'll schedule. Um, yes. And we're going to we're gonna schedule it so the last part of this series ends in September 2021. Yes. It's going to be great. It's crazy. Yes. I love this. I'm so excited you were here. I'm so honored that you were here, James, to just, like, impart even just a fraction of your <laughs> X-Men knowledge. I, anything X-Men, I'm here. You're there. I love it. He's got the, you guys, he's got the get up. He's got the hat. He's got the Uh, shirt. He's here. He's present. He's about it. I'm ready. He's ready. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Mr. James, where can we find you out in cyberspace? All right. So on cyberspace, you can find me on, I co-host Android's Amazing Podcast, which is a weekly comic book podcast where we talk about anything comic book related news. Uh, We do book reviews and a various topic, uh, once a week it changes. I know this week, when this episode's airing, we will be talking about DC Fandom Part 2, which Ooh. is today's news that drops. Um, I'm on that. I'm close to that. You can find me at andreascomics.com. That's my website. I work there. I live there. That's my job. <laughs> I work in a comic book shop, if you guys didn't figure this out yet. Um, <laughs> um, all my social media tags, all my social media tags is Vegalolas1226. Um, it's my gamer tag. It's my Twitter handle. It's my Instagram handle. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, yeah, that's all my fun stuff. Like I said, I'm on my podcast once a week, so definitely check it out if you want more comic book goodies. As I yell at my co-host, who has less comic knowledge than I do, and I just <laughs> spit out information all day at him. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't yell at me today. I appreciate nah. that. <laughs> You're welcome. 
You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, so if you want to hear James and Hunter, his co-hosts, yes. together, they were on a couple weeks ago to review Volume 1 of Invincible Family Matters. Yes. And James will be on in um, in um for 31 days of comic horror. And yes. I'm just going to reveal what you're, what you're reviewing yes. because we're reviewing uh, revealing a piece at a time here. You are reviewing... Deceased by Tom Taylor. Yes. I cannot so wait. It was such a good... Oh, I love it. I love it. It is good. <laughs> I, yeah. Spoiler alert. Super good comic. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, James, for being here with us today. Hey, hey thank you. Thanks for letting me come on and talk about X-Men for like an hour and a half. I'll do this all the time. <laughs> oh, happy to, friend. Happy to. Um, And we'll see you next month. <laughs> yes. Or, yes. yeah. I guess I'll see you then. Yeah, technically, I'll see you for Halloween. So yeah, I'll see you then. Yes, and then hopefully we can do part two before the end of the year. We'll figure yes. that out. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Tune in ne- next week for some more X-Men. Woo! <laughs> All right, say bye, James. Bye, guys. Bye, James. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darling. It's me, Tessianos, host of the Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. And if I got a Halloween treat for you... This October, I am hosting a horror comic marathon for 31 days. That's right, my frightful fiends. Every single day from October 1st to October 31st, OCD will review a horror comic to count down to the greatest holiday ever conjured. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. It's going to be a hauntingly good time, so be there or, or just... Just be there.